take two. Welcome to the Retro Breakdown. I'm Time Wander. Uh, we had a we had an opening earlier that we scrapped because it was too personal, and then Tom had to go do a thing. Hi, Tom. Hi, hello. I'm here. I've been looking forward to this podcast honestly all week because <laughs> I finished Sweet Home on on Monday, and it is now Sunday. And I've been thinking about it. I actually just watched the uh, YouTube video about an hour ago mm-hmm. with all of the other endings that I didn't get. And I'll talk uh. about them later. First, um, I'm still playing Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. That's and great. I'm almost through the, the Scarlet Blaze playthrough, the, the, the Black Eagles Edelgard playthrough. Yeah, Edelgard, yep. Um, boy, like. Even in the even in the route where she is painted as the protagonist, I am still having a really hard time getting behind Nadelgard as a protagonist. <laughs> it's like I, I get it. I know what she's trying to do, but there is just so much blood on her hands and having to fight all of these other characters that I like. Just it's hard for you. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's it's kind of difficult doing that in like any other route also. But like in this case, it's like you are the invading force. You are the you are the cause of all of this. If you turned around and went home, this would stop. So yeah, it's some, not like someone gotta, is being aggressive against you. Sometimes you just got to murder everyone. Sometimes you have to murder everyone because that because you want to be in control of the future. And you know what? The future that you're talking about sounds really nice. And I know that you went through a lot to get to this point and you're trying to create like revolutionary social change, but so is everyone else. Only my vision matters. Everyone else has the same vision. They just don't have it as violently as you do. Yes. Like, that's the (laughs) worst part. If everyone had like, if everyone had like deeply divergent, but equally valid visions of the way things would go forward, it would be a lot easier. I I think the thing that I think the thing that makes it so difficult is the fact that everyone ultimately wants the exact same thing, but has like distinctly different ideas of how to get there. What's funny, depending on how you look at that, that is the truth in probably most wars around the it world. It really is. It like, really is. The the, I mean, any of them that aren't like, well, no, I was going to say any that aren't motivated by religion, but ultimately no, but even those, most religions want the same thing. Yeah, it's it, they it's, just worship different people on the way to those ends. Yeah, or or maybe like the specifics would be you know drastically different, but the 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 idea, like if you were to just take it to its highest level. Of yeah. what the what they're fighting for, it would probably be identical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, I I was read something uh, like a sort of like <laughs> I hesitate to call it an op ed because it was <laughs> it was on some like you know some like clickbaity gaming blog like Game Rant or something like that. <laughs> but it was a very the highest quality of the highest quality. But you know what, like. I've been there. Sometimes good writers have to, you know, home their craft on bad websites. I get it. <laughs> Man, um, Game Rant must pay Google a ton of money. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't imagine. That website is everywhere. 
But there was a very thoughtful piece on that about how, like, basically all of the lords in uh, in Fire Emblem Three Houses are bad people. Yeah. And it's just kind of like watching it like your choice of like who you decide to get behind is really just about like it's how aesthetics. much it's just like it says a lot about like how you react to like different methods of problem solving well right? whoa, whoa. i don't know if that's fair because i like edelgard and i had fun with her route but i don't think that <laughs> i don't think that she defines my ideologies well no like it's not about like which characters you like it's about like who you think is actually the good guy i am like 150 hours into it now mm -hmm. getting close to the end of this route and like am actually considering doing the last one now like i oh, haven't yeah. really lost steam go uh, you should at this point now now you have to yeah i, I feels like it right like yeah. i'm right there i might as well just see the rest of them and honestly Claude and like the Alliance and the Golden Deer and everything is like actually my favorite faction anyway. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Although having spent time with all of them more or less equally now, um, gotta say, like Dimitri and the Blue Lions a lot more than I thought I would. Like a lot more. Yeah, I, I, I honestly... To, to be completely frank, I have no idea what the actual story is anymore of Three Houses or Three Hopes. I, I played both games just because I, was, I I sort of enjoyed the gameplay and I didn't care that much about the story. Yeah, that's fair. I, I like the fact that it is a Musou game and I've been essentially doing the exact same gameplay for like a hundred and something hours. <laughs> and I'm still like, yeah, I'll do it. it, it that is largely attributable to the story being really decent and me wanting to just like follow each of these paths to their lot to their conclusions yeah um but i mean it's also just muso gameplay is the kind of repetitive that's addictive it is i mean i played it for 80 hours i only did one route yeah i i could have stopped after that point but i didn't i like i think i've played like it's getting close to like boy have i played this more than hyrule warriors at this point mm -hmm. which was my which was my previous um you know, top, like most played. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun using and leveling up all the characters. Um, the, <laughs> I'm annoyed that the characters that I like the least from three houses have some of the most busted and useful abilities. <laughs> like Ingrid spends all of three houses just being racist. Ugh. But she had like and she has like a redemption arc because everyone who like that's her whole thing. Everyone has like bad opinions and then they sort of like as the their experiences shape them, they come around on things that they're wrong about. Right. Mm -hmm. And in her case, it's like she blames a particular group of people for something that happened to someone close to her. And it turns out they weren't responsible for it at all. So she's been carrying all this resentment for an entire race of people for no reason. And she has to sort of confront that. Mm, OK, but you don't see that at first. You just see her like, you know, throwing around what might what might be in universe racial slurs and like cutting eyes at people for existing. And it's like, wow, you're a piece of garbage. 
<laughs> but but damn, she you got also has an ability where she just like <laughs> freezes people for like 10 seconds in the middle of her regular ass combo. Oh, man. I didn't so use you her just at all. like you just freeze people when you knock them back. What? And then you can just and then they just stay frozen for a while. So it's just free damage. Oh, it's super busted. That's amazing. And then there's there's Lawrence, the 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 foppish like, oh, I'm I'm a true noble of the highest class nobility. Mm. And you commoners need to know your place. <laughs> like almost exact quotes. That's rough. He's the one with the with like the the really straight blue hair and in three houses. Uh, yeah, he has that weird triangle on the front of his <laughs> hairstyle. And it's like, why is it like this? Why? And he wears a freaking rose on his armor like an idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he has like a force field. What? He just generates a force field with every hit. Holy shit. So you just go into the fray and mash the button and no one can damage him because he charges up his force field with his combo. And if someone hits you, it just takes away from the charge. But you could just charge it back up. It's, oh, my God. It's oh ridiculous. My God. And you have to listen to you have to listen to him uh, with his one liners. You just you should bet you can't just mute like random people. Seriously, I actually would. <laughs> It's funny because, like, there are some characters like Sylvain, whose yeah. entire character in Three Houses was like, oh, I'm a hot guy and I chase skirts. Yeah. You know, like, Milady was his whole was like, Milady was like his entire character. Mm -hmm. And then you see him get this awesome character redemption in Three Hopes where like it like two years have passed since then. Right. And everyone's like, wow, you've really grown up. It's. You know, it's it's really nice to see that you're not just like a superficial skirt chaser anymore. And he's like, oh, God, don't remind me. Those days make me cringe. <laughs> so it's like it's a complete character transformation. And it's not just that he doesn't do that anymore. It's that he's become a genuinely like thoughtful and caring person. Sure. Yeah. And who gives like really good advice, actually. Um. Really good, like, life advice mm -hmm. and says really nice things to people for it's it just he's he's a good boy now. <laughs> he's just a good lad. He's a good lad. But then there are some people who don't get that kind of like, you know, character 180 because Lawrence is still like, hey, listen, you're, you're like your main character, your, your player character is a is just a mercenary, right? And you end up occupying a high position in whatever house that you jump into because, you know, you're a good fighter and whoever you're with is like, hey, we need people for this war effort. So, you know, do you want to lead? Do you want to be like a general in this army? You've proven your ability. Mm -hmm. So Lawrence is like, hey, listen, I need you to know your place. Commoner. I and he says it so matter of factly, he's like. Well, it's like you're you're a you're a commoner and I'm a noble. And as a noble, it is my duty to like protect and serve the common people. So don't when we're in battle together, 
you need to stay back and let me protect you because that's my role and that's your role. And every conversation you have with him is like, hey, screw you, buddy. (laughs) I don't care. I'm not going to, like, wait for someone to come stab me before I carry out orders. We're all equal on the battlefield. He's like, no, no, we're not. This is my job. Let me do my job. And it's like, I don't care about your stupid caste system. We're fighting to throw all that in the garbage, you asshole. Yeah, like, literally, that's the point. (laughs) So he gets, like, nothing. Nothing. Except for maybe the most busted ability in the game. Well, you know, that's something. I guess he does. He's (laughs) maybe that says something because he's really about protecting himself. That's right. It's it's a meta message. He needs to protect his his uh, position. That's what I mean. It's it's actually it's actually a really powerful message about the uh, the the whole caste system and nobility. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's impressive. It's not just a force field. If you charge it all the way up, you can like you can actually cash it in for like a big ass area of effect attack. I mean, so well, it's that, even more busted than it sounds that that falls right in line with this. This analogy. It's perfect. Yeah. If you <laughs> if the nobility's position stays uncontested for long enough, they will build it up to the point where they will unleash a sea of crimson. Uh huh. Yep. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I want to say uh, last week I was a little. Uh, wishy-washy on on Super Mario Wonder, and I just need to remedy that because it is fucking awesome. Cool. It is extremely fun. Multiplayer on the same console, still kind of, you know, it's a little, it's a little meh. I uh, have played a little bit of it as well, and I can, I can uh, second on it being awesome and the multiplayer being kind of meh. Yeah, it's, it's, the multiplayer was remedied when we played with two of the invincible characters, because then it didn't matter as much, because something just felt off about the the I mean you're not fully invincible you can still die if you fall in a pit or whatever sure um but the uh there's something about how the camera tracked or followed or zoomed out or to or yep. picked who was in the lead so yes. that's the person that fought like it was it was really it was less fun playing the game multiplayer yeah when you had I, to worry about getting hit by random stuff that you didn't even see because the camera because you're at the edge switch. of the screen because the camera centered on someone else yeah right so that was kind of a bummer. But the levels, super creative, music, wonderful, visuals, awesome. Like the the everything about the game is fantastic. And I'm not going to knock it because the multiplayer doesn't have the same sort of exciting fun of a, of one of their other multiplayer. Mario How games. do you feel about the fact that the character when you play local multiplayer, your characters don't really interact with each other that much i guess oh, I it's miss- different if you're playing with yoshi because like people can actually ride yoshi it's hilarious to have yoshi riding yoshi <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't think about that i was gonna ask i was gonna actually ask if that was possible it absolutely is possible the first time we did it because um Leticia was playing a lot by herself while i was playing some other stuff and then we were playing together too and when i when i played yoshi and she did yoshi it was we we laughed really hard because i jumped up and landed on. i was like what what Wait, you get a four Yoshis riding one another? That's amazing. Wait, can't like it's not just two and two? Can you just can you stack them? I have no idea. I was just I don't know. It would be really awesome if you could just stack them. So that would be I, super cool. I actually miss having You'd the You'd be collision. like the Koopa Bros from Paper Mario. Yeah. Yeah. And it would look hilarious. Yes, absolutely. No, you're probably right. It's probably just two and two. 
Um, that makes the most sense, but I really hope it stacks up to well, four. In Kirby, you can stack four. It's, it's amazing. In in, in the new Kirby any, game. You can stack anything in Kirby. I, I the new the the re-release of the Wii game, what's it was it called? Nightmare and uh Return to Dreamland. Return to Dreamland. I think yeah. so. But then I can't what's the new what's the Switch version of it called? Return Return? Uh, new Return? Uh, I don't know. Switch Return? Um whatever it's called. I don't remember. Uh, that that was that was very fun and it was awesome to play multiplayer because it was it was always goofy when you stacked everyone on top of each other. But the uh the the collision it I is return the- to dreamland deluxe deluxe oh yeah deluxe duh of course of course <laughs> um the i missed the collision i liked having the collision in multiplayer yeah I know that's it, what it, I, that's what i was asking about it, it's just it was fun to bounce off each other's heads and it created some chaos and yeah i i enjoyed that a lot so but i think they just got rid of it because they wanted the online aspect of it to be the focus and then well, and so they make the they kind of make the couch co-op and the sort of asynchronous uh, online co-op kind of the same. Yeah. In a, in a way. Is it? Is it async? I think it's real time. The online. Oh, yeah. Think. Asynchronous isn't uh, isn't the right word. Um, no, it's just synchronous. Well, I was just. Yeah, because I, I believe you're, you're you're I'm pretty sure you're playing with real people in, in the moment. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I think sure. you're right. It's just. I don't know what the correct word for that is, because it's it's not really like you're not like going into a multiplayer lobby with anyone. People are just kind of showing up. They're like shades in Dark Souls, except you actually sort of like somewhat interact with them. You sort of start a level with the people that are also starting the level because there's enough people playing the game around the planet. Yeah. And so like you're all together and you get alerted when they end the stage or sometimes you end the stage at the same time as other people. And that just feels really great. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really fun when all yeah, four it's, of it's, you end at the same yeah, time it's and it's like celebrating. You, like there's like four of you on the flagpole and like you don't know who any of them are. Like that's cool. I really like that. It's it's total. It's complete and utter chaos when you have online activated and you're doing couch co-op. And you have the issues with the camera, which is why I we were like, let's just play with invincible characters. Sure. And just, and just experience the game for what it is, and then I'm going to go back and play through it as, I don't know, Daisy or something. Right, yeah. Or Toad. I love a good Toad. But yeah, no, game's I'm fantastic. A, I've always been a Luigi guy. Luigi's good. Luigi does feel a bit like... Luigi always felt like the 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 character... When you want a little extra something because of the, the the little like the higher jumping and stuff like yeah the 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 kicky feet yeah Luigi is a, a a I think it's he's sort of like the best of the normal characters in terms of that I don't remember does 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 Daisy or Peach get the the dress floaty thing I don't, I don't know think, I, don't I think actually so. like I only played through the first world mm-hmm. and I'm not even like especially convinced that um. I'm not even I'm not convinced that the the characters actually have anything unique aside differences from differences the, between them. At yeah, all. they might I, they might not. Honestly, they might all be the same. I don't know that they don't. I just haven't observed it because because I didn't pay that much. I didn't play much at all. As I actually I don't I don't think I play. No, we, we, we did play the first couple of stages and I was toad and we were both toads. She was toadette, I believe I, I was I was blue toad. Hmm. I don't know why I like toad. Toad just is like the, I don't know the most unhinged of, <laughs> of of the Nintendo characters somehow. Yeah, it feels like they can do whatever they want with Toad, right? <laughs> it's like Mario and Luigi kind of have to be Mario and Luigi, and Peach kind of has to be Peach. But then, like 
the toads are kind of like second tier. So no one really cares if you, <laughs> you know, if you make them like if you have them just like scream over nonsense, <laughs> yeah, they like they serve so many purposes in being like NPCs who can crack all kinds of jokes. I think it was they like, it who was it? Keegan Michael Key that played him in the, the play yeah. toad in the movie. Yep. Yep. Um. You know, you got Captain Toad now who can just go off doing his adventure stuff like Toad can be whatever. And I, I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, give me give me Waluigi and, and Wario they will in these never games. give you Waluigi. They absolutely will. At some before I die, Waluigi and Wario will be in the 2D Mario game. Would you accept Waluigi in a 2D wario game yeah sure like if they made wario land 5 hell yeah yeah it will happen at some point they put wario in mario 64 okay it could happen see wario gets wario gets his flowers he absolutely he absolutely gets to be wherever i don't think they just don't like waluigi if you like i don't know why but I get someone sense. at nintendo doesn't like him i get the sense that waluigi was a creation by Camelot. Yeah. So that they would have more characters in their sports games. Yes. And Nintendo resents that it ever happened. I think so, too, because it has to be that. Uh, dude, you know, you you get like the 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 the, the birthday. Uh, I think you, the birthday messages from Nintendo still has him. So it's not complete and total. Hatred. No, like they have to acknowledge that he exists from time to time and he still shows up in the sports games and in the <laughs> and in uh, Mario Party and all that. When they need a big roster, they'll, they'll bring throw, him in. They'll throw him in. They'll throw him in. But I think they wish he didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, it's so too true. late to put that. It's too late to put the genie back in the bottle now. But like. <laughs> If they could go back and kill Waluigi in the cradle, they would do it. Oh, the fact that he was not in Smash Brothers is all you need to know. Well, I used to think that. And then I was like, oh, the the whole point of Smash Brothers was to bring as many different properties together as mm. physically possible. I, I guess I suppose that's true. Like, once you saw that they were grabbing, like, Cloud and Sephiroth and Sora <laughs> and, so and Terry and Bogard. Yeah, what? I, not even Cloud and, and Sephiroth. And Kazuya Mishima. I mean, ter Terry, Terry, Terry Bogard was, is the one that really cements that logic in place because who gives a shit about Terry Bogard? <laughs> nobody cares about, <laughs> like, nobody cares about Fatal Fury. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Right. But Nobody everybody, like, everybody who's ever hell. been around fighting games for more than, like, five minutes knows, like, are you okay? <laughs> Basta wolf! Like, so, so it, it, it makes, it's perfect, it's, you're right, that is, that is the logic there. It was memes. It, it was, was straight up for memes. That, that is the logic. It was like, okay, we need to, we, like, we want to pull somebody in from SNK, and... Who is the one that people are going to know the most? It's obviously it. It's down to two people. It's the one with all of the memes or it's the one with the huge swinging boobs. <laughs> all right. We got to take the one with the memes. 
<laughs> Sakurai said no to to my Shiranui. Well, they, and they had to. They're going to have to do the the Xenoblade characters anyways. Yeah, that's true. But that honestly, different, different, true. <laughs> but yeah, I think that that does that does solve the that the mystery of of Waluigi. I I suppose being there. I would have loved to have seen Waluigi in Smash, but like once I saw who they were getting for Smash, I was like, oh, Waluigi's not getting in. Well, and if they end up There's making no another Smash Brothers and it's not about having all the properties together, then they could do a big Nintendo thing and then, you know, he could be in that one also, right? Like, so it's always in the the back pocket where maybe the next Smash Brothers goes back to just being Nintendo characters for all we know. Yeah, because where does Smash go from here? Right, yeah, does it, I, I don't like, know. You, like, you, the game is called Ultimate, and you put, like, 80-something characters in it from about 25 different properties and companies. You did it. It is the Ultimate. Like, yeah. it, it physically can't get bigger than this without actually starting to get worse. Most likely. Like, you'd have to start stripping the, like... Rosters can only get so big like, OK, yeah, you got 300 characters, but then it's like, well, now they're not like thought out. Well, like it's it's too much. You can't some of them you'll never see like you can't you can't even use all of these. Yeah, it's 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 like I a Mugen roster at that point. I I don't think that the next Smash Brothers will have all of these characters. No, I don't think I don't think it should. I don't think it would be well served by even if it wanted to. Yeah. Well, and 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 they, they you know, they don't even need to have a re explanation for it. There'll be people that are mad, but people like Smash Brothers enough that it won't matter. And I imagine I feel like they'll probably change the format somehow. I don't know. I, what. Yeah, I feel like it will be different in some way. Yeah, it, I, I feel like it has to be like the only way because like it feels to some degree like every Smash has kind of gotten like a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. And now we're kind of at that like tipping point where like you can't make it bigger than this right you you've made it as big and as grandiose as you possibly can you named it ultimate like it's the only way to go from here is to go down and sideways <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like you can't keep going up from here you have to you have to like scale it back and do something do something different re re reboot it reset it somehow Mm hmm. Because you can't you can't top ultimate. There's no way you can't do it. Realism graphics. <laughs> like I said, you can't top <laughs> ultimate. You can only make it worse. You know, I, I, I we, we joke about graphics and stuff sometimes, but I watched the new trailer for for Metal Gear Solid Delta. The remake oh, of yeah, three. yeah, the remake. <laughs> I mean, it looks pretty cool. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It. The, the the graphics are uh are pretty spectacular in, in that Unreal demo. I'm I, I like it. Yeah. It it will make scenes <laughs> like it's gonna make it look goofy when you're doing, you know, Metal Gear Solid 3 things in hyper realism graphics. Yep. <laughs> I I desperately hope. I desperately hope you still have to sp you can spin the character in a circle and then he'll throw up when you <laughs> Oh my god, would, I forgot about that. Because that would be so stupid to see in, in this engine. I wonder about it, because, like... It would actually be gross, so I hope they don't do it. Yeah, but also, like, that feels, like, intensely like a Kojima 
of effect. Mm. And with him not being there. It's still a Kojima game, all right. It definitely is. It definitely is. No, On I the know, other hand, like, it's also a Konami game. And so, like, are they going to do anything to this other than slap a fresh coat of paint on it? No, no. they shouldn't. They I mean, they th- that's true. At least I hope they don't. I don't want that. Like. Like Konami <laughs> ports when they decide that they make video games every <laughs> once in a while. Right. Every um, yeah. they're really lazy because yeah. they're just like, yes, yeah, slap all of these. Slap all of these in a in a package and put a skew on it and charge 20 bucks. That's why I'm hoping they don't change anything. I don't trust their ability to change things in a way that's good. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I, but I, I hope- also think that like changing thing cost changing thing cost money. <laughs> yeah, don't spend money on thing. Only only release. Only, uh, only no release. spend. <laughs> Oh, Konami, man. <laughs> yeah, hey, anyway, let's talk about Capcom. Oh, oh, after the break? Yeah, why not? I mean, or is it now? I don't know. It's been 30 minutes. Why? Just what? Did you have something specific about Capcom aside from what we're going to be talking about? Nope. <laughs> so break, break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the hell, man? <laughs> Okay, step one, cue the music. Bowser versus Kefka, go. What is this again? Are we doing who's evil or just who we like? Who we like. Bowser. Yeah. I like Kefka, but Kefka's not like... I like Kefka Kefka's as an evil... Kefka's not likable. <laughs> like, Kefka is en- a good villain. I enjoy Kefka for being a, a villain, but I would never want to hang out with Kefka. I yeah. would totally hang out with Bowser. Like, like, who do we like best as a villain? I don't know, like... Kefka, oh, while being, like, a good villain, is also kind of one note. Totally one note. Just like, complete chaos. Just a psychopath that wills himself into a godhood. Bowser's like a good dad. Bowser's awesome. Bowser and Mario Wonder just want... Oh, sh- never mind. Oh, yeah. I stopped. I stopped. I stopped. <laughs> well, I'll, I mean, Bowser and Mario Wonder is is a castle. I know that much. Yes, I'm not saying anything more. Bowser's he, he, awesome. He he touches a drug flower and becomes a big and becomes a big a big castle. Kind of like have... the floating castle. You know how like when he in in Paper Mario where he yeah. does the whole like airship thing, but he yep. puts Peach's castle on top of it, yeah. and then it all just becomes his castle. Yep. It kind of is like that, except he just is the castle. He is just the castle. I, I saw a funny comic where there was like a rant. Well, okay, it wasn't that funny. It's actually pretty stupid. But it was just like a That's random fair. Goomba or Koopa Trooper or something like using the toilet. And Bowser's like, no, because, you know, Bowser is the castle. Yep. So that means he is the toilet. Yeah, he is necessarily the, the septic system as well. <laughs> so it made me laugh. And I was like, man, I'm dumb. <laughs> but but yeah, I like I Bowser. Think, like, Kefka is like a more powerful villain. Well, Jesus, but, we're not. This, we're not. We're not. We're not doing power level comparisons. No, we're, we're certainly not. Fight. Although we're certainly Bowser, not. Bowser could still win a fight because the thing I like about Bowser is that he is the catch-all for the Nintendo characters. So Mario, Luigi, they can't do anything interesting anymore. 
They just, the Nintendo won't let it happen. They are the face of the company, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Bowser, they can do anything they want because he's quote unquote the bad guy. So Bowser's interesting. Like, I really like Bowser's development in any game because they'll do whatever they want with him. And Mario was always going to just be Mario because they have to be, you know, they have to keep Mario protected. You remember that time in Mario Odyssey where Bowser had a whole ass samurai castle? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. And then and then like and then he was a cat. He was a super cat. Yeah. And yeah, they did make Mario a cat. That's true. But Bowser's cat form was way cooler. Mario wore a cat suit. True. True. Uh, Fair. That's a great point. Bowser became a cat. (laughs) Mario did get to go super Saiyan. We are not the same. (laughs) (laughs) So I love love Bowser. Bowser's going to be a hard hard character to beat. I'm I'm looking at what's on the other side, and it's probably not going to happen. But we're not going to do that thing where we just no. wrap up the whole bracket nope. in one day. We are not, not doing that <laughs> because I want to talk about Sweet Home. Sweet Home. What is I Sweet Home? I want to show you the power of my heart. A power of your heart. You know, we've been talking about Sweet Home. I don't remember if I found it or you found it, but we've been talking about doing this it. podcast for two years. You found it. Yeah, and I was I just remember looking at it and be like, dude, dude, there was a Resident Evil before Resident Evil. Yeah, and that's what I went in thinking this was. It is so much more than that. It's so much more than that. And this is a licensed game. Yeah, that's uh, maybe the silliest (laughs) part. I don't even think that the movie Sweet Home was particularly well received. I watched it. It was it was it was okay. I just mean like at the time. I don't don't think it was like a blockbuster. No, I don't think so. I think it was, I mean, it was a big enough movie that they made a video game about sure. it. Yeah. But it wasn't, I don't think it was huge. The movie was, you know, what you'd expect from a, a 1980s Japanese horror movie. Yeah, it did have some cool special effects, but for the most part, it was just kind of silly. And yeah. also, uh, a, th- a throwaway note, remember the, remember the ghost that you fought towards the end of the game that had that really awesome, like, yes. art where they- I think that the inspiration for that was the the Mamiya, like the final version of Mamiya that they fight in the movie. Oh, okay. Um, which is sort of interesting. That's weird since you also fight a final version of Mamiya in the game, but. But but she, in, in the movie, she's got like this exploding hair. There's also like all the babies that she threw into the furnace, like coming out of her body and stuff. It's yeah, so this maybe requires some context. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> 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 two minutes into the discussion of the game maybe 90 <laughs> seconds in and we're already at babies into the furnace yes mm-hmm. i wouldn't want it any other way well yeah. i mean i would want it every other way this is the retro the breakdown welcome Shit. Shit. <laughs> hey if you'd like to send us a letter about whatever <laughs> really you feel like if you want us to discuss something on the podcast if you want to send us a tournament bracket to do yeah if you want to ask us a question for us to talk about or a topic of discussion you can email us anytime you like at the retro breakdown at gmail.com mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. the retro breakdown at gmail.com anyway um yeah so what genre would we say that sweet home is it's definitely just a jrpg it is a jrpg right yeah it's just like Whereas most JRPGs in the 80s were, like, strictly fantasy-themed. Mm-hmm. This was spooky-themed. This one is horror-themed. This one is, like, modern 
well, I mean, modern at the time, <laughs> uh, modern horror themed. Yeah. Mo- modern horror is in like not Castlevania. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. yeah. It's a haunted house. Yeah. It's a haunted house. A, a la Resident Evil. Um, Man, I cannot get over. I still think that that's just so cool that Resident Evil's inspiration came from a licensed NES, excuse me, Famicom um, RPG. You know, it's funny because I haven't actually played a lot of the early Resident Evil games. Have you not played Resident Evil 1 or 2? Or 3? I don't care about 3. I literally have played 4 and 5. Oh, dude, you should play 1 and 2. Maybe next year. I mean, I know. That I should? I don't mean should like you should because I think that, like, you know, that whole idea of this is a must play because they're iconic. I think you would just have a good time and it would be funny. Not, not, I'm not coming at it from like a historical point of view or whatever. So here, here's my question to you then. Are we talking about this from the perspective, like, are we talking about playing the originals or the remakes? The original for sure. Okay. It's because you you got to have the bad dialogue and all the dumb tank yeah. controls. So I was yeah, that's what I was kind of asking you is like, okay, are we talking about like, do are we wanting to have like another experience that's like D? Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I think gameplay wise, it'll be way more fun than D. <laughs> well, yeah, but oh, I but mean, like watch- in terms of just like having something happen and then just sort of laughing at it. Yeah, that's it's. The, yes. Okay. It's it is it is it is a it the the one and two are very fun for me probably because of nostalgia. I genuinely like the story, and I think two has some pretty awesome, like especially if you play through it twice, which you may or may not want to do because it's a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. So you know maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it would be more fun just to you could even do a, a watch party for it where where someone else play it like you play for through D. It. That's right. Yeah. Maybe maybe that is the way to go. Honestly. That that could be fun, just for you to experience the, the Resident Evil the movie, but not actually Resident Evil the movie. You know, D worked really well as a watch party. Yeah. And that's because the gameplay wasn't really that interesting or that much fun. Yeah, the gameplay in Resident Evil is a lot of fun. I, well, I think it's fun. Sweet Home, I would not have wanted to just watch party that. Heck because no. Because there is a lot that goes on in that game that you have to kind of... Feel, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, well, and, and you get the experience of trying to figure stuff out yourself. So I, I did not play Sweet Home. I only watched you just because of timing and a bunch sure. of other reasons. So I didn't get the full Sweet Home experience. I felt like I got to live through it through you, but that only worked because A, I watched some live and B, I know you pretty well. So it was like I can kind of it's a different sharing of emotions, right? As yeah. as you're watching it. But I didn't get that that full experience of Sweet Home like you did. Well, and I, I tried to do as much as I could to explain why I was marking out so much about just certain things that happened in the game. Yeah. Like the the fact that there's something about having this ability to like freeform your party. And like every JRPG lets you put whatever party members you want in, right? Yeah, that's no big but then, deal. Like, but then like there but then what it is is it becomes the three or four party members that are in your party and then no one else matters. <laughs> yeah. Everyone right. else is like 
in the ether. They don't really exist or they're at like a, you know, they're sitting at the end of time or wherever, the, wherever your, <laughs> how wherever how many your times hub have, spot is. How many times have you played a JRPG where you start with, you know, the, whatever your party limit is for characters. And then as you're playing, you get a bunch of cool new characters, but you're kind of like, yeah, but I already, I already have the three people set up. I'm yeah, fine. That happens and it a wouldn't lot. have like, it wouldn't even be difficult to switch characters, but you're just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Why bother? <laughs> like, this game gives you five characters, which you can arrange into whatever whatever party configuration you want. Yep. Except that your you know, like a single walking party can't be more than three characters, but you can have three and two. You can have two, two and one. You can have three, one and one. You can have them all one, 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 one. It's so awesome. Like. And every like they're not all just throwaway characters. They all have a unique ability that you need to get past certain things in the environment. So it gives you reasons to have to use every character as you go. Yep. And like five is the right amount because you can't like. It's hard to really over level any particular person because you have to bring all different ones around with you. Like, oh, the girl with the key has to come over here and unlock this door. Yeah, and, can then you there's explain a, that? and then there's a rope behind it that we have to burn. So we have to bring the guy with the lighter. And here's a here's one of the fresco, which is a painting, but they call it a fresco, which is a real word. But I don't think that's technically what it is, because I think frescoes are like landscape paintings. It's, or like it, no, big murals. It's, it's, I believe fresco means that it was painted on fresh plaster. Oh, really? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. <laughs> I, I think that, I, like, the, the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel is technically a fresco. Okay. I All I know is, is that we, the movie started, and I was saying how you and I were like, what's a fresco? And she's like, I know what a fresco is. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so so it's it's apparently not as uncommon as a word as as it may have thought as i thought it was because like i don't have any idea what that was and you didn't know what it was and you're usually pretty you know you you are well versed in in words i would say so it was it was i don't know i, I didn't like, know what I it was. like learning new words and i learned a new word with thanks with fresco home. because you know what what previously i had heard the word fresco one time and it was for a line of taco bell tacos <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that gave jesse food poisoning well, and is the reason why we have not eaten at Taco Bell since. I, and yeah, that I was like 10 years ago. <laughs> they 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 were fresco tacos, and I think they were supposed to be like lower calorie and they had, I don't know, more it vegetables turns out you're not or supposed something. To make, turns out you're not supposed to make tacos out of paint. It, it turns out <laughs> it was very bad for her. <laughs> Um, and, but but can can you explain the the the, the parties? Because I think one of the most interesting aspect is each character has a unique ability. Yes, and there's permadeath. And there's permadeath. So so yeah, like I don't know if you want to. I can't really explain the permadeath that well because I kept loading my save when someone <laughs> died. But 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 so the characters have like unique abilities that do something. But you right. can also so you find have your, their abilities. Your the five things that you would, of course, want to bring with you at all times when you're exploring a haunted house. Very yes. practical items uh -huh, like yeah. a camera. Like you're sure. documenting the trip. You have to, a you have yep. a key that yep. works in like more locks than it should. 
I'm gonna. I'm just gonna assume that it's like a lockpick kit. That's what I. Yes, that's that's what I would assume as well. Because like, there's no other real reason why someone would just bring a key that unlocks half the doors in some old mansion. Well, I think. Although I guess old keys are like very rudimentary, so it's it's it feels Resident Evil. <laughs> but anyway, fine. so you got yeah. You know, let's the ability to open locked doors. Mm-hmm. The um, master of unlocking. Um, you've got a lighter, of course. Yeah, you need to light candles and and ropes, I guess. Sure. Um, and you've got a uh, you got a first aid kit. Of course, who knows? You, you know, even putting aside the fact that the place is haunted, like it's an old decrepit mansion, like you're going you to you fall, fall through, through the floorboards yeah. and scrape your leg. You need to clean that up. Of course. And of course, the most important survival item for exploring a haunted house, a vacuum cleaner. I mean, what you, you it's surprisingly useful. It's like weirdly <laughs> the most useful item. So the vacuum cleaner was in the movie and they did vacuum the fresco. <laughs> Are you serious? That's a real thing? I'm very... I mean, I don't know if... Oh, that's awesome! In the movie, it looked like they had a vacuum, and it looked like just, like, you know, a dirt devil. Like, like like the kind that you... Well, no, it's the kind that you would plug in, so it'd be the... the, You know, it's got, like, just a little little carriage, and it's got the hose attached to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they had the little brush version, and they're just vacuuming the painting, and it's very, very... They're doing it very slowly. I was like, wait... That, that was in the movie. All right. That's you why it's in what? the game. If, if it's a direct reference to the movie, then I'm super down. <laughs> yeah, so, so That's actually <laughs> super cool. So they really did vacuum the fresco in the movie. Because <laughs> that is a thing that you have to do. So the in the game, like, it's a JRPG, but it's also kind of like survival horror um, puzzle. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah puzzle based like you have to figure out where to go and and the frescoes are in certain rooms and they have hints about how you should progress like mm-hmm. what items you need what to you know how to get through certain rooms how to unlock this or that yeah um and the way that you do that is you have to take uh taro who has the camera and you have to photograph the fresco and then i guess the flash causes like sort of invisible inkish letters to appear that give you a hint. Mm-hmm. So you can't really interact with the fresco unless you have the camera guy in your party. Yeah. But sometimes it's dusty and you need to vacuum it first and then take the picture of it, which it turns out is a direct reference to the movie, which is kind of incredible. <laughs> it was very dusty in the movie, too. <laughs> Like, so, literally yeah. the first, you're in the first room in the house. <laughs> and it's like, there's broken glass on the floor. You can't progress. Oh, and yeah, yeah, that's right. the first thing you have to do <laughs> is bring Asuka with the vacuum and vacuum up the glass. And it's like, oh. So this does a really good job of establishing, like, all right, yeah, you have to use your character's tools to, like, progress through the mansion. Yeah. And then, like, if one of them dies, they drop the tool or, like, an equivalent thing that is the thing that they need to get through to get through the mansion. Mm-hmm. So in within the mansion, there are items that act as, like, a secondary version of whatever that character's, uh, like, primary tool is. Mm-hmm. So for you can if you have the uh, the lighter you can get uh, 
I let me back up. Okay. Let me explain inventory because this is actually really important. Yes, it is. Um, you have a super limited inventory in this game. Everyone has four slots. One of them is a weapon slot. One of them is locked as whatever they're like. I'm going to call it a class item. Yeah, yeah, that seems basically. Fine. So like everyone comes in with either like the lighter, the vacuum, the the first aid kit, etc. They're like locked to those characters. That's who those characters are. Mm -hmm. Like Akiko literally is wearing a nurse outfit because she <laughs> has the first aid kit. <laughs> so like that is it a nurse outfit? Is that what it, did they, they actually oh, in say the that? game? It absolutely is. It, it's got like the cross on. The, oh, it's got on the, the cross on. And yeah, I know you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, and then there are two inventory slots per character that are just kind of free. And you can put anything you want in them. Some things that you need to progress through the mansion, like a, you know, like a plank of wood to, uh, to get over a small gap or, you know, just other keys, key items, um, the tonic, which is your only method of healing in the entire game. <laughs> like you no saving at save points or no healing at save points, no healing magic, no <laughs> like auto regen. No, there are tonics and it's and it kind of spooks you in the beginning. Oh, it really did. Because I'm like, this is it like in any situation where you have a game where there is like a sort of soft lock save uh, fail state because you've used too much of your resources too early. I get like, I, I go into my shell and I get like super defensive about those things. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, these are the moments where all of my item hoarding and RPGs like come into play. Oh yeah. Th this is where it's, this is where it matters. And it turns out they give you a, they give you a ton. And I finished the game with like, first of all, Every tonic is a mega elixir that heals the HP and MP of your entire party. And when I say MP, I mean prayer points. Yes, you have to pray. You have to pray sometimes to solve puzzles. True. But sometimes also it, it works as statues. a magic. Also, it works as like a, a sort of magic attack in battle. You know what else works as a, a special attack in battle? What? Some of your tools. Yeah, you can light those worms on fire. There are like you can use the lighter, which is just your your character's traversal item in battle as a weapon against certain things. The uh, you can use the camera flash against bats. Oh, that's cool. I didn't see that one. Like your tools, uh, you can use the first aid kit in battle if someone gets afflicted with a status effect, although you can generally just do it afterwards anyway. <laughs> Um, like everybody, like one thing that really is strikes me about this game is like every character feels balanced. Like you would expect to get to excuse me, Theo. <laughs> you would expect to get to a point where it's like you're kind of just using your main two or three characters. Yeah. But like every they like, do such a good job of making sure that everyone has something to do almost all of the time that's awesome it's soup like you never stop needing the lighter you never stop needing the camera you never stop needing the vacuum 
Right, which also which also is why it's important to you know not lose your your people. And I'm I'm looking at like Akiko, right? The the nurse with mm-hmm. the first aid kit, and I'm like, okay, well, she's a healer, and it kind of feels like I don't know, maybe like what her ability doesn't necessarily solve any puzzles. No. Right. Like but everyone it, but else, it, you like you need to use these powers to get into a place. The key unlocks doors. The camera gives you information on the frescoes. The vacuum gets things off the floor so you don't have to walk over them. Like these are all blockers and the the powers all like unblock those things so you can continue. Mm-hmm. The first aid kit is just like, well, I mean, you know, just don't get hit. <laughs> right just kill everything before it kills you but then like there are enemies in this game that will deal status effects that are fatal like almost every status effect is fatal if it's not cured oh, so wow. that's actually where she comes into play is like a character will be cursed or poisoned or something and then like the panic music starts up and they start losing health and it's like, get Akiko over here right now or you're down a character. Yeah, that's and that's so cool. And if you had already lost her, then you're really screwed because you better hope that you have some, you know, uh, you better find the. the what is the, it, like a the secondary items? Yeah. So every character I started talking about this and then I veered off every character. There are items in the game that serve the same purpose as the uh, character's class items, but you have to carry them in your inventory. Yeah. In your limited two item inventory. So you have to take up a spot if you want to have like a person with a box of matches. Mm -hmm. And that's really, you know, that's really useful if you like want to only adventure with like three people, but have all of the abilities and make sure all your bases are covered. But then you can't carry things like keys and the wood planks and the, the and the rope bridge things. Well, and, and that you are need those also things. necessary. Right, exactly. I was going to say you you became sort of inventory starved at the very end when you're trying to carry everything with you as you go. And and mind you, it's and everybody super cool. ha- like I'm trying to carry like as many tonics as possible because yeah. I'm scared. Yeah. Well, and it's it's so cool though that you just put the items on the ground. Yep. And come and back for just, them later. And like the game remembers where they all are. That that is amazing to me. Nineteen eighty nine. This game was the came out. Com. Yeah. Like what? Now there are fixed positions where items can be. Sure. So like you can't just set something down and leave. Yeah, well, this probably it's probably how it's coded, right? Like right. that's a memory. Space. There's like there's a particular spot where like there is an item. And you can swap that item for an item in your inventory and then you put that one down. Yeah. So they can't just be like anywhere, but still you could just put that down. Right. And so like if you want, so you you got the five powers, you got um, the lighter, but there's also boxes of matches that anyone can take. You have the first aid kit and there's like a there's like a pill pack. That people can take if you want to have like a secondary first aid kit healer. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is there's just other cameras. 
You just find a camera in there <laughs> to take the place of the to take the place of the the camera holder. In case There's, Taro dies, uh, you could yeah. Or in case he's just not in the party and you I don't just, want yeah. to like switch over to him and make him come all the way over. Yeah, run him to back wherever all the way over are, to, to wherever you are. Uh, there's the broom, which uh, works as a replacement vacuum. And then there is the uh, wire, which takes the place of a key. Ah, uh, OK. The wire. And there's several of those placed throughout the game, and they are literally just like, hey, if you don't have this character in your party, but you still want to be able to use their ability, mm-hmm. you can put one of these in your inventory. And it just. Oh, we didn't even talk about the fact one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a Famicom game. What's that? So being a JRPG, this game has random battles. And the random battle is very, very typical Dragon Quest style. Um, You know, you see the enemy in front of you. You've got, you know, basically a very rudimentary fight, um, like attack and then prey, which is just kind of like a generic magic attack. But then you can kind of like there's a moving bar, almost like a almost like a golf game. Yeah. Where you kind of like establish how much prayer points you're going to use on the attack. Which just like directly, which directly affects like the power of the attack. Mm-hmm. And then there's tools. If you have a tool that you can use, that's like the, using the lighter on the worms to deal damage. Um, and then you can call. <laughs> and this if is you, so cool. If you call, then whatever you can choose who to call who's not currently in the fight. And mid battle you will switch to control of that character or the party that they're in <laughs> oh it's so and awesome. you can walk over to where that random battle is happening and join the fight so you can actually have all five characters in the fight at the same time it's so it's, it's unbelievably cool I, i've never i've never seen I don't I I'm not I'm sure that it has happened, but I've never seen that be a thing that you can do in a game before. I, I'm almost certain that there is a game where it exists. And if someone is aware of it, I would again, the retro breakdown at Gmail dot com. Let me know. Yeah, please. Um, But I'm almost certain you can't do that in any other Famicom game. Uh, not that I'm aware. I mean, that's not, I guess, not saying that much, but yeah, I, I don't have a clue. Or like uh, a Famicom or NES anyway, like if from that era, that feels wildly ambitious and it works really well. There's a time limit. I mean, heck, I've never even, I don't know if I've seen that mechanic in any RPG where like your secondary party can run over and help you with the random battle. Like in real time. Yeah. In real time. That's the thing that really kills me is like you can't see it, but it starts a timer. The battle music continues and it just switches you over to control of your other party or your other character. And you just have to like walk over to where that party is having that random battle. And you have like, I want to say 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. And if you don't get over there in that time frame, it you just lose that turn. Right. And, and can't can when you're running to the other party members, can't you also get into random battles? I don't think so. I didn't see that okay. happen. 
That would be that would be being able to stacking those two encounters and saving them both in memory at the same time. I feel like the system would just explode. <laughs> the family comes like, no, no, stop, stop. <laughs> but I, I bet you I bet you they thought about it. I bet you that like at Capcom, I bet they were trying to make that work. And then they were like, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, 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 I would I would agree with that. <laughs> like if there's one thing that i i'm pretty sure that i know about this game is that they they threw everything they could think of into it for real it's 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 <laughs> even there's, the storytelling is actually kind of solid yeah the storytelling is pretty good and the art like the 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 art of the video game is really nice for a famicom game yeah and even the the pixel art of like the when they do the portraits of the characters yeah um, they look like the the actors and actresses from the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I hadn't even seen the actors or the live action movie, and I and I could see the character because there's a bit at the end spoilers, I guess, where yeah. you kind of fight like clones of yourself or like I don't know your shadow self. Yeah, and. That's like the first time you really get to see them in like full pixel art. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, that's a that's a real ass person. Yeah, like that's they've clearly modeled that after a person. And like if I saw them in the movie, I'd be like, yeah, nailed it. Uh huh. Like, I know exactly who that's supposed to be. Dude, the the, the Yamamura's death in in the movie or in the video game is even better than in the movie. I I believe that. The, the, the when he's like like he's melting, like melting? And stuff. Yeah. That like was such a, that was super metal. It was super duper metal. I didn't really know what was happening, but he's like, "Oh yeah, Mamiya has a force field up in front of her room. Don't yep. worry, I got this." And he just kind of walks in it and melts. <laughs> and I'm like, holy hell. Yeah, in, in, in the movie, he's rescuing um, Emmy because she like, w- Emmy was trapped in there. So he went in to go get her. I see. Um, but the the sequence. That in, would never in... happen to my Emmy. She was a freaking baller. <laughs> like she was so strong. She just busted everybody. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she could have. I'm pretty sure she could have like finish the game by yourself which is a thing you can do because again there's permadeath if your characters die they just stay dead and you keep playing the video game and there's different endings based on how many characters survive yep though admittedly i i um i watched them all before we did this podcast and eh, they're fine they're 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 minimal it's it is really really cool that there's multiple endings. Two of them are the same. <laughs> Two of them are the same where it's a black screen and it's just like three, the the three survivors or the survivors went to start new lives and, you know, two of them didn't survive. Yeah. Or two of them never made it out. And then it's like two the two survivors went to create new lives and three of them didn't make it out. And it's the same thing. Like after it says two or three of them didn't survive, there's like two or three little ghosty wispy things flying across the screen because <laughs> they died because they died. So those ones are the same. Um, the one where only one survives is kind of interesting because it's like they make a memorial. 
and it oh. looks like the it looks like the memorial that you have to break open. That's like the child's tomb. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the stack of rocks with a with a skull on top of it. I was kind of thinking that if only one survived, maybe it would be like sort of a bad ending where they are like driven insane by survivor's guilt or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, they're just like they they make a memorial and they, you know, they pray that nothing like this ever happens again. And I'm like, oh, that's. Well, that's nice. That's that's good. <laughs> Um, the one where everyone survives, which is the one that, um, oh, when four people survive, they're all watching the castle, like, or the mansion, like, collapse. And then they see, like, oh, they're like, oh, look at all those lights. It's all of the, it's all the souls of the, of the departed going to heaven or whatever, going back home. And then there's like, I wish we all survived. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one is like the, the, the one where everyone survives. Like, I was so hype about it because it's yeah. it's super dumb and unexplained. <laughs> yeah, that, like, like it's it's oh, there might be more problems. Yeah, it's like you're on the news, <laughs> right? And you're like, oh, yeah, they discovered all of this stuff. Look at this freaking mystery machine gang. Like, look at these Scooby Doo guys going into the mansion and uncovering all of the murder stuff and solving the problems. It's like, sir, do you have any comments? And it's clearly the same sprite as like the missing face zombie guy that you face earlier in the game, which is <laughs> yeah. apparently something that Resident Evil took directly. Yes, I love that. And then like it does the uh, it does the like random battle count in thing, the, the music for it. Mm -hmm. And the guy slowly turns to face you and his face is missing, just like the zombies in the mansion. Yeah. And it's yeah. that hard soft lock ending. Yeah, it's just cut yeah, to yeah. black. It no the cuts. end, nope. no credits, no nothing. <laughs> I sat there with my mouth hanging open for like five minutes. Like where? What now? Where's the like, rest? What? They the end. An actual like fade to black hard lock or soft lock ending. <laughs> Just black screen. That's awesome. <laughs> there is one thing I don't understand. What's that? So the ending, the, the final boss specifically, um, is amazing. Because you have to like chrono cross that shit. Yeah, you do. There are like four specific items that you have to find throughout the mansion and you have to bring all of them into the final battle. Actually, how would you do that with one person? That's my question. Oh, because <laughs> you have four items that you have to use at specific points in the battle to advance to like another phase and kind of like seal her spirit away. And I don't know how you do that with one person and two inventory slots. Yeah. Unless maybe they just take pity on you and give you more inventory when more characters die. That's that. I would. It's, it has to either be that or it has to be that like. The, you need less items somehow. Yeah. The, the ending sequence has to be completely altered for it to be clearable with one person. Maybe oh, you man. can just win by doing enough damage. <laughs> you just pummel mommy into submission. I honestly like 
I don't know how, I, like, I should have looked it up, but that's, like, the one lingering question that I have, is, like, you need at least four items, which means four inventory slots, which means two characters, to, like, get through this, so how do you do that with one character? But, yeah, I, I went into Sweet Home on your recommendation from, like you said, years ago. Yeah, because I was like, oh, this is so cool. We have to see this. Yeah, because you introduced it, and rightfully so, is like, oh, yeah, this is the game that introduced, or this is the game that inspired Resident Evil. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, it's going to be, you know, I, I expected it to be sort of rudimentary 8-bit Resident Evil, which it sort of is, but it just, it also is like one of the most ambitious JRPGs I've played in terms of like the way the mechanics all work. Now the battle mechanics outside of the cool stuff of being able to like use some of your traversal tools as battle items on certain things. That's cool. But also like you get over leveled real quick. Yeah. And then a lot of these, it becomes like a lot of JRPGs of the day where it's mash fight until you're done. Yeah, that's true. So that's not like that part doesn't blow me away. There's not like different spells to use on things. There's prey. And that's just kind of like generally do spiritual damage. I will give the game some credit for apparently having a differentiation between like physical damage and spiritual damage. And different enemy types will take, you know, take to those differently. Yeah. Like you want to use prayer and more and even some weapons that you have, the, the weapons that you pick up throughout the game have different attack values for like physical attack and sort of like magic attack, basically. And that matters based on whether you're fighting like, you know, a big dude with a sword or a ghost. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it makes a difference. Yeah. And it's it's surprising that that much thought goes into it. But that's really about as deep as it gets. Mm -hmm. I'm mostly just impressed that they have it at all. And I will admit, while you're walking around through the mansion and trying to figure out where to go, random battles drag pacing down. They just do. Yeah. And there's, you know, that's kind of unfortunate, yeah, it's, it's, but, you know, you need them because it is actually kind of difficult. You do need the levels to get through. It's, it was one of those things where I was watching you playing in a part of me was like, man, I'm kind of glad I'm not playing this just because I'm not in the mood for a, to play that. Like, so everything we've talked about really cool. The random battles are just random battles, right? Like it's, it's, they're just random battles. The nature of random battles are love it or hate it. And I, I, I will give some like, so there's two things about the random battles that create a little bit more like intrigue. Sure. Um, one is the fact that status effects are all really, really serious, and that brings Akiko into the pl into play, or whoever has the, the first aid kit or the pills. Because, like, you know, you basically have some of these random battles where a character can be, like, while not killed, can be essentially taken out of commission until they are healed, yeah. which makes your party configuration a lot more important. Sure. And making sure that you know where Akiko is at all times so she can get over to whoever might need healing or for, um, yeah, for you to give someone pills so that they can sort of play that role. 
There right. are also like just random encounter, random events that happen as you're walking around. Like chandeliers will fall on you and things will like fly out of the like fly out of the wall towards you. <laughs> and you have this little quick time event where it's like, which way are you going to dodge? Pick right or you're taking like 10 points of damage or you're. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There And the other thing that happens is probably the most damaging thing, because um, I've talked about how important it is to, like, have all of your characters together and you need everyone's powers and everyone's equally useful. Well, it's also really dangerous to walk around by yourself, because as long mm-hmm. as you're walking around in groups of two or three, like you can generally handle whatever enemies you're you're dealing with. But once you start going one on one and dealing with things, then they're actually taking damage. Again, there is a hard upper limit of how much damage you can take in this game before you can't heal anymore. So even if you're walking around with one person and they're winning their fights, but they're kind of like having their health chipped they, away at. Right. Like you don't want anyone to be isolated, which is why there are certain obstacles and enemies in the game who will blow party members away to random parts of the mansion and isolate them. It's it's that's so nuts. Like where you're just walking through and then there's like a little wispy spinny thing. It's like whoop, see it, ya. Just, it just carries them away and then they're just like isolated somewhere and you have to go find them. Yeah. Which mostly serves again to like waste your time. <laughs> but it also is like it can be really stressful because like I had it happen at one point where like someone is someone is like frozen and has like a, a status effect going on and I'm running back over to where they are with Akiko to heal them and Akiko gets hit by one of those ghost wispies and carried away oh my god. and I'm like oh my god oh my god this is it like this dude is over here this dude is over here dying and the nurse has been carried away to god knows where (laughs) and i don't know where she is and i can't get her back in time luckily there were pills nearby so i just everything was fine everything was fine but like it does such a good job of creating these really natural like stressful moments hell yeah yeah where it's like oh god what am i gonna do Because I need all of these moving parts in place and the game has conspired to move those parts away from me. Yep. Yeah. And I just I I am I am incredibly impressed by how well this all came together. This is probably I I don't know if it's one of my like overall favorite games that I've played for the podcast, but it's I think it's probably in like the top five of like most came out of nowhere to like impress the hell out of me. I was going to say, I feel like it's a very impressive game. Yeah. Like I didn't, I, I had very low expectations. I thought it was going to be a very, you know, I, I expected to have the sort of experience that we had with like Game Boy Daikatana. (laughs) Where it's like, yeah, this is serviceable. Yeah. It's really interesting that it exists. And it instead blew me away. (laughs) <laughs> the the you know i also appreciated i it was it was repetitive but i appreciated what they were trying to do with the music also yeah yeah, and, yeah the and, music was not generally amazing there were a couple of decent loops but the loops were generally too short 
Yeah, I was curious who it was. And it, it turns out it's it's uh, Junko Tamiya. And they, I was like, what, what else have they done? It turns out they did Little Nemo, the Dream Master. And I don't ah. know if you know the, the Nightmare King battle music in that game, but it's awesome. Interesting. It's, it's, it's a very cool... A uh, very cool song, and the whole soundtrack is really great to it. They also worked on Codename Viper. Nice. They were the person. Remember when we were saying like, oh, because it was it was Yoko Shimomura. Weirdly jazzy. Yeah, well, it was it was Yoko Shimomura, and then it was th- th- this person, uh, Tamiya, and we were like, oh, they're kind of uncredited, and we didn't know who yeah. they were, and we didn't look, and I didn't see the Sweet Home, but I think that's how we. Well, it doesn't really matter, but the the um. So I thought that was fun that it was connected, that we had played <laughs> Codename Viper and then yeah, they were here super again. Cool. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, I so this game never came out in the United States. So I right. played on a translated hacked ROM. And that is how uh you would have to play it as well. Mm-hmm. Um unless, unless you, you know, Japanese. know Japanese and can buy it on Famicom in Japan. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um But yeah, honestly play it like I think actually it. actually take the time it is a fascinating fascinating piece of gaming history yeah it's even even having watched you play it i could see myself playing it yeah a hundred percent like it's it's i mean we call it a jrpg but i finished it in like 10 to 12 hours oh uh, fair. you can go a lot faster if you have like a walkthrough on hand to tell you like where stuff is Mm-hmm. That takes some of the fun out of it, but I had to refer to a walkthrough at at least one point because I was like, this, I'm so lost <laughs> and I'm not getting any information. And then I read what I was supposed to do and I was like, oh, that kind of doesn't make sense. <laughs> that, 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 that that may not have worked. <laughs> yeah, there, but it's not like so I compared it a couple times to La Mulana, right? Because it has the same sort of loop of like, go read a cryptic hint and then go figure out what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as bad as La Mulana, like nearly most like most of the game is much, much, much more straightforward and would probably be easier to like sort of navigate your way through. But again, random battles kind of break up your thinking. Yeah. Right. When you're trying to walk from one end of the mansion to the other. Um, shout outs to them. Like the entire game takes place in the mansion, but there's enough different areas of the mansion where it does really feel like there's variety mm-hmm. in like the stages and where you're going. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. I had a fun moment when I was watching the movie and they were going into the basement and it was kind of, there was like a, like a, uh, uh, almost like a prison door. Like yeah. that, that you had to get through. Like a trap like, door. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in the movie it happened and they got to that part like, oh, that's really neat. Like they did a, they did a job of bringing the movie to the video game yeah it feels like a fairly faithful adaptation it's it is it absolutely is they did a good job of of you know with what they had and they and then i don't know it's i think that's why we'll never see like that's why capcom has never tried to re-release this i'm going to assume is something to do with licensing from the movie i would guess so uh because otherwise it's it would it's a real shame that this hasn't you know come back around in some yeah, way even like, as just like a more people should know about this it's honestly incredible yeah like not even just like incredible for its era no it's just like the... especially that but like it holds up yeah I, and the then... worst aspect of it is that random battles drag the pacing down but right it's still good mm-hmm. 
Like no, it's, it's still it's, really, really good. Like this is a this is a full throated like go play and experience this game. And it's, and it's and it's a lot of fun just in if you like gaming history. Yeah. That 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 is that is a pretty awesome aspect to it. Yeah, like it's there are some games where where I would be like, oh yeah, go play it because it's important to like experience that part of that like this important or interesting aspect of gaming history Mm -hmm. but like the gameplay is so so in this case it's like no play it because of the history but also just because play it yeah yeah even if it's just it's actually good (laughs) like not flawless but really good like i'm I'm gonna be like an annoying evangelist for this game from here on Like, I raided out of it on the last stream into, like, a completely unrelated stream and was like, hey, have you played Sweet Home? Hey, have you played, hey, stranger, have you played Sweet Home before? Granted, it was to Author Blues, who, like, is known as, like, Author Blues is, like, has played a lot of things and is also kind of, like, a a well-known, I wouldn't say necessarily, like, historian, but, like, he is well acquainted with the like obscure and and i know i know who he is because of that's who got you to play la mulan i believe that's correct yes which is why i brought it up to him because i was Mm -hmm. like hey do you want like nes horror themed la mulana because that's kind of what it is a little bit yeah 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 thanks thanks capcom for making video games thanks for making video games holy shit Thank you.